We've talked about how cleaning up your diet is good for your mental wellness. We've also talked about how eating more fruits and vegetables has been shown to be good for your mood. But does that mean you need to take it to an extreme and lean into a vegetarian or vegan diet? And what about when it comes to kids and teens? Is a vegetarian diet healthy or harmful for them? Let's dive in. So this episode was partially born from the fact that I was standing in the grocery store a couple months ago and my daughter told me she was now going to be a pescatarian. (laughs) (laughs) But her sister really doesn't eat much except for fish sticks when it comes to seafood these days. Okay. So that would mean more vegetarian leaning type meals. But then... Also, I had to do some work for a client that looked at vegetarian and vegan diets specifically around mental health. And the findings, I thought, were fascinating. Yes. I think people might assume, you know, you hear a vegetarian or vegan diet is healthier, you know, for possibly some health conditions. And so you might assume that that automatically translates to mental health. Yes. But the research is kind of mixed. It is. It really is. And I think that adults think like, oh, a vegetarian or vegan diet would be good for losing weight. But the reality is that's not always the case either. Yeah. And when it comes to mental health, I feel like the research is really mixed. Yes. When you talk about kids. Yes. So. So interestingly, as all of this was coming, a study came out and that was in June in the journal Pediatrics. And what they found was that that kids who ate a vegetarian diet and kids who ate meat, like comparing the two groups, were very similar in terms of their growth and height and nutritional measurements. The only difference was that vegetarian children ha- were more likely to be underweight. So when they look, so basically, like big picture, they look of like is one is one particular eating habit going to like stunt your growth? Mm-hmm. The answer would be no. no. And I'm not surprised that the vegetarian children were more likely to be underweight because if you look at research on adults who are long-term vegetarians or vegans, they tend to be have a lower body weight yeah. than omnivores. Yeah. Yes. Very true. So then the study followed up three years later with these same kids. Is that right? Yes. And then what they found there was three years later, there wasn't any significant difference between the two groups when it came to like BMI, height, and interest. This this was surprising to me. Iron levels and vitamin D levels. Huh. Because iron is really, you can get iron from plant foods, but it's not the kind of iron that your body absorbs very easily. And in children, I wouldn't expect that they would be big, um, like, spinach yeah exactly i was gonna say like plant iron food and lentils and yeah exactly (laughs) yes so anyway the follow-up was also quite fascinating and it wasn't a huge it wasn't a huge study but it did look at like over 200 kids that were vegetarian some of a small subset were vegan and then over 300 um that became vegetarian at some point later in the study. So the amount of vegetarian kids that they had was, I would consider sizable. I mean, we're not talking about like a study of 50 kids here. Yeah. And so I guess 
what we're trying to say with this is, you know, when you compare a vegetarian diet and a non-vegetarian diet in kids, when it comes to just general health and growth, they're pretty comparable. What about, though, those kids that are eating that vegetarian diet and their mental health? Okay, that study did not look at it specifically. So there's the spoiler slash please keep listening. I think that it's important first to start with some statistics about mental health in kids to kind of yeah. like set the stage a, a little there's bit. There's a real kind of crisis in mental mental wellness for kids and teens. One in six U.S. youth aged six to 17 experience a mental health disorder each year. And again, I always like to say I think these statistics are probably low because people don't like to share this kind of information. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I can say from personal experience of like people in my sphere who have like tried to seek out child psychologists or child psychiatrists, it's really hard to get in with them right now. Mm, it's so hard to find any it's, kind of psychiatrist that is taking new patients, like yeah. especially at the, you know, especially pediatric, right? Mm -hmm. So that also makes me feel like those numbers are underreported. Yeah. 50% of all lifetime mental health illnesses begin by age 14. So they're beginning in childhood or early teen years. Yeah. And then it's 75% by 24. Mm -hmm. And six years old, that is the average age for the onset of anxiety. That's that was so shocking. Young. Yeah. It's so young. Six years old. Now that we know... I mean, in my opinion, I would say how, like, prevalent mental health issues are in kids. Then layer in, and you and I have talked about this before on other episodes of the podcast, then layer in that at this stage of life, right, in their brains are still developing. And when, when I say this stage of life, like, you and I, are, we're talking about kids and teens. Yes, because your brain isn't fully developed until, like, your early 20s. You're laying down... You know, roots in there. Exactly. Connections. Exactly. <laughs> and, and so some of the, you know, the research, like one particular study actually out of here in Birmingham at, from UAB said that given the substantial brain development that occurs during adolescence, individuals in this developmental period may be particularly vulnerable to the effects of diet on the neural mechanisms underlying emotional regulation and depression. Yeah. Okay. If that sounded a little jumbled... The whole point is, like you were just saying, your, your body, your brain is laying down its roots. And so what you eat is important because it, it can yeah. really have a significant effect. And it could potentially have maybe like a greater effect, you know, during that age versus like what it might have in an adult who already has a fully formed and developed brain. Right. Now, it's not all like Debbie Downer, okay, you have to avoid all the bad foods because you and I have also talked about research. Um, if we like go back to when we did the teen health episode where we talked about how like just the the protective benefit of eating a healthy food like a wild blueberry, mm -hmm. right, and putting that into a smoothie or pancakes or whatever, that it it has a great protective benefit that also – extends for a couple of days yeah so i just think it's important to highlight okay we're not just talking about so food the bad foods your the brain may be more vulnerable during adolescence to both good food beneficial foods 
and harmful foods. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Let's touch a little on what research says about mental health in kids who are vegetarian or vegan. So there was a review study that was done in 2021. And just to remember, a review study is basically a study of studies. So they pull a bunch of studies together, oppose, and so that will hopefully help give more weight right to the subject. And in this study, they didn't uh, focus specifically on children. But what they did find when they looked at different age groups was interesting. So vegan and vegetarian dieters overall, because this was adults, um, had a higher risk of depression. Some had some vegan and vegetarians had lower anxiety scores. But then what they did was they divided the study out and they looked at the different age, you know, like the age categories. Mm -hmm. And they found that in anybody that was under 26 um, had and was vegetarian or vegan actually had a higher risk of anxiety. Mm. So maybe this goes back to exactly what you were just saying before we got into this is that maybe as you are older, it doesn't have as much of an impact. Yeah. But for that group that was 26 and under, they they had a higher risk of depression and they also had a higher risk of anxiety. Wow. And then they had higher stress levels, too. Is that what I saw? Yes. Uh, wow. Compared to their meat eating counterparts. Yeah. Well. I mean, I just have to say, I think I would be depressed if I was vegetarian or vegan. I mean, I, I'll try to be more plant-focused. Um, I mean, if you ever but wanted I would to be draw depressed. out the haters, I think you just I did. I think I just did. I I, just I'm just did. putting it out there. Well, I have always said that I could definitely eat a vegetarian diet, but I would I would have to be allowed to have some... Uh, some some cheat days in the month because I yeah. don't think that I could, I could forego that. some uh-huh. foods yes. indefinitely. And I, I do not think I could do a vegan diet. I don't have a no. desire to do a vegan diet. I do I not. I can't give up cheese. There are the da- the whole category of dairy foods mm-hmm. and eggs could not give up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, that's it. If you are a vegetarian or a vegan and you are a listener, we do really appreciate your Listening. It's a bad thing. I'm just personally, I would be depressed. Yeah. I, I personally would not be able to adhere to it, particularly yeah. at this stage of life when I'm thinking about how many meals I would have to cook if I were a vegan. Yeah. Because there's not a lot of vegan foods that appeal to 50% of my household. Yeah. In this particular study, this review study that looked at the vegetarians and the vegans, the researchers pretty much said the same thing that the other researchers said from that UAB study that I quoted was that the the fact that those who were older than 26 years old that that they had these different it wasn't as let's say like detrimental to our like their mental health that this could reflect the greater vulnerability of young people to nutritional deficiencies because so the younger adults, older teens appeared to be a little more susceptible. Yes. You're really coming in with all the great, <laughs> like, just break it down. I feel like sometimes I get to be that person, but today you uh-huh. get to be that yeah. person. Yeah. I'm just kind of no nonsense today. You're killing it. When you talk about nutritional deficiencies, like, why might that be? And this is what you and I have pulled together. Mm-hmm. This is not necessarily what they outlined. But vegetarians and vegans 
you know, are known to fall short on some really important nutrients and ones that you and I talk about all the time that are important for mental wellness. Yes. Your top of the list. Omega-3s. Carolyn's favorite. Yes. And yes, you can get some omega-3s in your and nuts and seeds, but you really need the EPA and DHA forms. And that's going to be found like in your, your fish. So you really, you need, you can't just get by totally on like nuts and seeds for your omega-3s. Yeah, exactly. The other one is B12 mm-hmm. and that is only found in animal products. And if you are speaking to a health professional who is well-versed in nutrition and you are a vegetarian or a vegan, they would tell you that you need to supplement with B12. But that is, that is a big one. And we've talked about, you know, how valuable the B vitamin, like the family of B vitamins is Mm -hmm. when it comes to just like trying to maintain general like mental wellness. Yeah. They are involved in all that circuitry and neurotransmitters and going on in your brain. Yeah. The B ones. Okay. And then my favorite, vitamin D. That is your favorite. Yes. And then the last one that I did put on this list is iron. And I want to give the disclaimer that the study that looked at the overall health, physical health of kids who were vegetarian and vegan said that there really wasn't a big difference in their vitamin D. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, it really, or sorry, in their iron. Yeah. I, it, I still think that you need to be mindful of it, especially for females. Yeah. There's another takeaway here. And, you know, I think we, we assume a vegetarian diet is, you know, almost always equates to a healthier diet, but not necessarily. Right. You know? Um, or you, like a cleaner diet. Because right. if you're eating a vegetarian diet of processed foods... That's not any healthier, correct? Um, than a non-vegetarian diet. Um, so you know you got to take that into account. But there was also some research that looked at your the effect that or the mental health or mental wellness of people who cut out a food group. And I thought this was really interesting. This study was so cool. Mm-hmm. So regardless of what food type or what food group you cut out. The study found that depressive symptoms in the subjects gradually increased with the number of excluded food groups. So the more food types or groups that you excluded, the increase in depressive symptoms in these subjects, which I'd never seen any research you know, related to that. So this study was kind of saying depressive symptoms are, ex- are associated with exclusion you know, these groups, but not necessarily exclusion of, like, animal products. Right. I mean, but it does go back to the part where you said, I couldn't give up cheese. So if someone told you that you had to go on a dairy-free diet, that is not necessarily a vegetarian or a vegan diet, but it is excluding a whole category of foods that you really love. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting, you know, and so cutting out isn't always better. I think Kind of what it boils down to is the quality of what you're eating, whether that's a vegetarian diet or a non-vegetarian diet. And and the your perceived quality of it, too, in the sense that, like, do you are you enjoying what you're eating? Because, oh, yeah. well, you and I have talked about, like, how joy food brings us so much joy and how it, it brings me so much joy that any type of, you know, 
funky diet that you or I try out for the purpose of the podcast or an article that we're writing usually sends me into a spiral of spewing hate on Voxer yes. to you. Yes, 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 yes. So, okay. So, you know, in general, it goes back to the overall quality of the diet and how much you enjoy your diet. And, you know, not saying that a vegetarian diet is harmful for kids and teens, but it's something to be aware of, especially since you've, they've got the developing brain. Yeah. And it may, you know, it may not be the, the best choice from a mental wellness perspective. Yeah, and... and- I would say, so like, because I, I obviously thought about this from a personal perspective, right? So my daughter wanted to become a pescatarian and poor thing, like I laughed out loud at her at the grocery <laughs> store and she goes, mom, don't That's laugh at me. That's the opposite of what you're supposed to do. I know. And, but I laugh and she's mom, don't laugh at me, which I was proud of her for saying that. But then I thought, I said to her, I was like, I'm actually not laughing at you. I said, I didn't even know that you knew what pescatarian was. Yeah. I'm impressed with the vocabulary. And so here we're standing in the middle of the grocery store and you're announcing to me that you're a pescatarian. And that was the shock factor of what made me laugh, not that you were going to be a pescatarian. So anyway, Based on all of this research, I would be okay with her being a pescatarian. I obviously would have to be more mindful of her iron intake. Fortunately, she will still eat some meat on occasion. So she's not fully ingrained in the pescatarian diet. But particularly if my kids leaned towards having any type of mental health condition at all, I would probably want to sway them away from eating a vegetarian or a vegan diet unless it seemed to exacerbate their mental health because I was being firm about trying to eat some animal products. Yes. You were forcing them. I was forcing forcing them. them. Eat the hamburger. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Well, we will be back next week. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for the Happy Eating Podcast. I'm Briarly Horton. And I'm Carolyn Williams. If you liked this week's episode, then don't forget to rate and leave us a review on iTunes. And be sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss a new episode. We can't wait to have you back at our table next week for a brand new episode. Bye. Bye. The contents discussed in the Happy Eating Podcast, such as advice, studies, text, graphics, images, and other material discussed or presented on the site or podcast are for informational purposes only. Content is not intended to be a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your mental health professional or other qualified health providers with any questions you may have regarding your condition. Never disregard professional advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on the Happy Eating Podcast. If you are in crisis or think you may have an emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately. If you're having suicidal thoughts, call 1-800-273-TALK, that's 8255, to talk to a skilled, trained counselor at the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. If you are located outside the United States, call your local emergency line immediately.